Is Christian Watson already the most valuable dynasty asset on the Packers? And who should you be buying from the Commanders this offseason? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode of Lockdown Dynasty is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to six players now, and if they score more or less than the Prize Pick projection, you can win up to twenty-five times your money on your first entry. First-time users can receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match. Up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. She is Kate Magic. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Magic. Kate, what's going on? Not much, Marcus. I'm excited to continue our team review series. And we've got two really interesting teams that when I was researching for this episode, I. I didn't know what to make of my own findings. That's always, that's always like a, a surefire sign that these are interesting teams when yes. it's, it's difficult to, to actually pin the takeaway because there's a lot of, of things up in the air for both of these teams. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're going to continue our reviews today with the Green Bay Packers and the Washington Commanders. Let's start with Green Bay. Okay, uh, I just straight up, is Christian Watson the most valuable dynasty asset from the Packers kind of coming out of the season? I, yeah, <laughs> uh, probably um, in terms of total value, uh, in terms of literal perceived value. I still think it's AJ Dillon, Marcus. I, mm. I really do. Um, like in terms of my perceived value. Now in terms of, perceived value from like the dynasty community a hundred percent I do think it's Christian Watson but I honestly think Christian Watson in general it along with Aaron Rodgers and I mean the rest of you know that entire passing attack um you know kind of volatile uh it it was really uh just kind of a absolutely nauseating experience uh with Christian Watson I said it when he came out. I I thought Romeo Dubs was the more refined product. And I think we saw that a lot this year. We saw a lot of health concerns with Christian Watson. He was always banged up. It was one thing after another. Not his fault. Um, Obviously, injuries happen. But there was just a four-game stretch this season, Marcus, where Christian Watson was actually viable for your fantasy teams. He probably led you to a playoff. Like if you played him weeks 10 through 13 in that very specific four week window, he probably helped you out a lot. Otherwise he did not crack the top 12 one other time this year, period. Um, We saw it was largely due to touchdowns. So we know that touchdowns are so volatile. Can we trust it? He had two 100-yard games, but also those those games were supplemented by three two-and-one touchdowns. So I 
don't know. I'm not, I'm not sending all of my very expensive eggs into Christian Watson's basket right now. Yeah, so uh, on Dynasty League Football right now, you just look at the startup ADP. Christian Watson going off the board as uh, the, the 44th player in startups again. The next player is actually A.J. Dillon, as you mentioned, at 63 and Aaron Jones at 67. So Dynasty League players are telling you they believe it's a pretty big gap. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be a little bit concerned about making the jump with Christian Watson as wide receiver 22. Like you pointed out for all those reasons, like very touchdown dependent. What's, what's he going to look like if Aaron Rodgers isn't on this team? But man, Kate, the potential is just through the roof. And I, I think once we get to wide receiver 20, 21, that's when I start looking for upside. So uh, I get it. Um, I want to ask you, who is the most disappointing player from this season for the Packers? Because I got a feeling it might be the same answer for you. You know, I am trying to spread my grumpiness on this Thursday morning around a little bit. So I'm going to roll with Aaron Rodgers, uh, especially with the fact that he's uh, the, you know, object of a lot of conjecture right now in, in these trade rumors as they're heating up. Uh, could he end up a New York jet? Joe Namath has already given his blessing to unretire number 12. Right. Uh, which obviously that was that was the only thing holding Aaron Rodgers back, um, but like I'm not I it, it, it's hard right because a lot of Aaron Rodgers you know game over the last four seasons has been built on efficiency like absolute extreme efficiency and we knew he probably wasn't going to have that same efficiency with Christian Watson, uh, Romeo Dubs, Randall Cobb. Um, a, a Robert Tunyon coming off of a, a torn ACL um, actual finish was QB 13, but I, I've talked about it before. Like the real Aaron Rodgers experience was God awful this year. Didn't once surpass 300 passing yards, highest interception rate since 2017 um, had one game all season long with more than two touchdowns. Like there was not much to like didn't finish higher than QB seven all season long. And I think we were thinking maybe he'd be a value because that, that, you know, you know, without, sure. without Devonte Adams, that value for Aaron Rodgers was dipping, but no, um, when we can't bank on the efficiency, I'm not sure that we can bank on uh, an Aaron Rodgers that can post fantasy points. Now, can he can he you know recoup some of that efficiency if he heads to the Jets and he's suddenly throwing to Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, like very much a possibility. Um, but in terms of this year, I feel like Aaron Rodgers was more disappointing than anybody. Yeah, I get it. Just because we we know what the potential is. Like we saw him be a back to back MVP, and we saw him you know throw forty touchdowns and. Even though he's not giving you anything as a runner at this stage of his career, he can still be super efficient and just have the volume to be a guy that you want in your lineup every week. And we got to the point for most of the season where it's like, man, can you even rank him as a top 16 quarterback? If he's, can he finish the final eight games of the season without throwing for 240 or more yards in a game? That's bad, Marcus. I hear that's bad. And, it, you know, they, they didn't 
there were there were opportunities, right? There were there were some plus matchups that he uh, could have should have taken advantage of, and we didn't see it. And that that's kind of where I'm at now. Do you think this is a buy low opportunity for Aaron Rodgers? Maybe this. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Okay. I I think Tom Brady has changed our thoughts on quarterbacks in a bad way, where we think every quarterback can play into their 40s and put up big numbers. We saw Drew Brees fall off at this stage of his career, basically become washed. We saw Ben Roethlisberger out of the league before he even got to his age 39 season. Uh, Phillip Rivers retired. I mean, most all of these great quarterbacks are done by the age of 40. Why should we assume that Aaron Rodgers, who's had a lot of kind of nicks and bumps and bruises over his career, is going to continue to be, you know, that quarterback that's elite into age 40, 41, 42? I don't see it. I think, I think it's the opposite. I'd rather jump out now while he still has any kind of name value and just move on. I think the time would be now then uh, while there is all this conjecture that he might be headed to uh, New York. Now, speaking of the Knicks, let's just, before we close out this uh, lovely Packers segment, do you think that maybe the, the thumb had anything to do with that lack of efficiency? Obviously wasn't fully healthy. Um, A injury in the thumb of your throwing hand has to do something for you, right? Even if he played through it, um, maybe that yes. that contributed to some of those those interceptions that we saw. Um, yes, I, I think you're right. I wouldn't be surprised if the thumb had a big part of it. The problem is when you're really only a pocket passer. This sounds bad, but like you 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 don't have many other ways that you can win, right? Like if Jalen hurts hurts his thumb. Get it hurt. Okay. Uh, he can use a little bit more of his legs to kind of offset some of the accuracy problems that he might have. If Lamar Jackson bangs his hand, he can run the ball a little bit more. And that's just not the case with Rodgers. He relies so much on being accurate and having velocity, velocity that it's a big deal. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm out on Aaron Rodgers now going forward for the rest of the tourney. Uh, okay, I have a – a, a dynasty sell and a most disappointing player that I want to talk about in regards to the Packers. We're going to do that when we come back. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the absolute best sports book out there. Um, and you should be using that them now because the NFL playoffs are here. Uh, and if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports so easy and fun. Listen, if you are a new customer, you can join today and you can get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you could even combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays. I like the like three team teasers. It's always been one of my favorites, you know, or two team teasers, you know, maybe move the the Bengals up to I think it's even money line, like plus seven this week. Get the 49ers at plus nine and a half. Like that's the way I'd go. On and off app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first five dollar bet on a FanDuel and get one hundred and fifty free dollars in bets, win or lose at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book partner of the NFL. 
All right, Kate, I want to talk about A.J. Dillon because I think he was the most disappointing player uh, for the Packers this year. He's also the player that I would be selling this offseason. I'm going to tell you why. Typically, like historically, running backs break out in years two and three, and from that point, they start to decline, right? There's a chance that we've already seen A.J. Dillon's peak, which was 2021 when he totaled 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. Kate, if I would have told you going into the year, that A.J. Dillon was going to play all 17 games this year and he was going to have a less than 1,000 yards and the same amount of touchdowns he had last year, you would have said that's a disappointment. And he wasn't able to earn more snaps from Aaron Jones. and He wasn't able to take over uh, a bigger role of this offense. I just think with him going into the final year of his contract, he's going to be 25 this offseason, which is not old for a running back, but it's not necessarily young either. I think I'm getting out now while he still has – you know, top 20 RB value, RB 19 in startup drafts right now. See, I actually like, I, you know, among, you know, running backs in a, a similar tier, right? Like A.G. Dillon doesn't have a ton of touches on the tires. Like I, I know we talk about age, but I think a lot of that, you know, factors into um, the fact that we see a lot of running backs get the bulk of their touches, you know, before their, their age 25 season. Uh, they see a really heavy touch total in their rookie seasons or their rookie contracts. And then we kind of see it tail off as they start to decrease in efficiency, et cetera. But I don't really think that narrative applies to AJ Dillon. Do you? He did get a lot of work in college, but no, you're right in the NFL because right now he has um, 483 touches through three seasons, which is not a ton. I mean, you know, like conversely, uh, like Derrick Henry had yeah. 382 touches just this season. Um, right. no, that, know, Josh Jacobs, almost 400 touches on his own. So like comparatively, I think there's plenty more to go around for, for AJ Dillon. Um, now, again, it kind of goes back to that question of like, what does this team look like without Aaron Rodgers? It feels like we're planning for him not to be there. Yep. I just think that it, you know, AJ Dillon is a really special runner. Um, and that's why I'm willing to buy in. I'm not buying into the age again, looking back at the touch total. I think there's, does it concern you Kate that his yards per carry have dropped in each of the last three years? Maybe it should. Um, I, the thing is he is so talented. You're right. Like there's just not that many running backs that have his, Size, size, speed, and can somewhat catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, but it comes to back to this theme that I think we're going to have all offseason long is that every running back in Dynasty is a sell this year. Like, there's just not many guys. It's like, oh, you know, what? I love that price tag because I'm looking at startup ADP right now. Christian Kirk and A.J. Dillon have the same uh, draft value. Like, if I can get Christian Kirk for A.J. Dillon, I'd probably do that. Yeah. 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 Uh stop. Uh let's um we'll 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 save lots of AJ Dillon talk for this offseason because I can oh, yeah. guarantee you we're gonna have plenty of discussions about him. Let's talk about the commanders. Uh Kate, who is the most valuable dynasty asset on the team? I think you and I both know this one, but we can be quick about it. It's Terry McLaurin, yeah. right? Yeah. I like again, Marcus, this 
comes back to like this is one of those guys that I'm like really kind of sick of being like, well, next year could be the year. Well, um, but Terry I, McLaurin just too really quickly. Did you know that Terry McLaurin is not the on startup drafts is not the uh, highest uh, value player for Washington? I'm gonna guess it's Brian Robinson. It's not Brian Robinson either. What? It's Jahan Dotson. Wow. Wow. Huh. Huh. Okay. That's, I, what I saw that this morning when I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, that feels like a mistake. Like, we like Jahan Dotson. He had a really good rookie season. But I, I can't get I can't get behind him being ranked ahead of the number one receiver on his own team, right? No, and especially a, a receiver uh, as talented. And, I mean, like, for – maybe some of the frustration right in like a perceived lack of upside. Like we still had four games this season where Terry McLaurin surpassed the, the hundred receiving yard mark, uh, you know, was able to score touchdowns, had five touchdowns on the year, never had fewer than four in any given season. Like he's just a pretty safe asset. Like looking at his stats in comparison to the volatility that they've seen at the quarterback position, mm-hmm. the ups, the down, like it's not even like there's just been frequent changes at the quarterback position. They just haven't had any good quarterbacks period. And yet, well, they've also is- had changes, right? Like Carson Wentz started the year and then it was to Taylor Heineke and then Carson Wentz came back and then it was Sam Howell. Like they haven't had good quarterbacks as you mentioned, but they've also cycled through a bunch of quarterbacks. So there's no chemistry at all. And yet, every year, what does Terry McLaurin do for us? It's thousand receiving yards, baby. Thousand receiving yards, seventy-seven plus receptions. Like he's just he's just good. That's all there is to it. I feel like if uh, I didn't tell you that this was his best career year in receiving yards, you wouldn't have realized it. Yeah. But again, in his four years in the NFL, never had. Fewer than 919 receiving yards. Uh, Just hit his peak, uh, 1,191 receiving yards. 15.5 yards per reception. Like, you're going to take that all day from a receiver in this kind of offense. Um, Jahan Dotson might be the sexier pick right now, but I also don't know that there's any receiver that's, like, just safer than Terry McLaurin. He had four games all season where he had fewer than 55 receiving yards. That's a really wow. safe floor. That's absolutely wild. Uh, Kate, I want to ask you about the one player that you're going to buy from this offense coming up. Maybe it's Terry McLaurin. Maybe it's Shahan Dotson. We'll get to that in just a second. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than the Price Pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Just download the Price Pick app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That means if you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. You deposit 50, 
They'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right. Kate, to close out the show, who's the one player that you're buying from this Washington offense? All in on Terry McLaurin for all the reasons yeah. that we just mentioned, but I do want to shed light and give everybody a reminder that Terry McLaurin did sign a contract extension this year. Um, that is definitely going to keep him with the commanders at least over the next two seasons, probably three. Um, there's just not a conceivable way with its structure that they're going to be able to move on from Terry McLaurin anytime soon based on the dead cap associated with his contract. Um, there's a lot of dead money. If they were to move on from him this year, there's like $35 million in dead yeah, cap. No no. Next and they don't year, want to. They shouldn't. No, they shouldn't want to, but um, even if we're saying like blow up the franchise, uh, if you know Dan Snyder's out and they just want a fresh start, like Terry McLaurin's going to be part of the fresh start. Um, the floor is so low. I know. I think the biggest concern, maybe from a dynasty perspective, that might be putting him, you know, pushing him down that that dynasty draft stock board uh, might be the age. He's twenty seven years old. He's a little bit older. Um, came care. into He's the league a little bit older, but like, you know what? 27 years old for a wide receiver. He's, he's still coming into his own. The floor is very safe. Um, and I, I think we can all agree there's some upside there. So I'll, I'll still be buying Terry McLaurin. So will I, I think that's a great call. I'll, I'll give you one more quickly before we leave. How about Diami Brown? Uh, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think it was last time I looked wide receiver 93 on dynasty league football right now, which means he's probably uh, sitting in your waivers or at the very bottom of somebody's bench. Seems like Sam Howell is going to get a chance to start next year. Just want to remind people that Diami Brown in two seasons with Sam Howell, thousand yards, 12 touchdowns, thousand yards, eight touchdowns, like averaged over 20 yards perception reception with, with uh, Sam Howell. The connection's real. Yeah. And I know that this, uh, wide receiver depth charts a little crowded with Terry McLaurin. Wide receiver one, apparently, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. But going into year three with Diami Brown, with his former college quarterback, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden he's a 600, 700-yard receiver this year. That's serviceable. I'll take that in my wide receiver three, wide receiver four all day. Sure. It costs you nothing. So. A uh, lot of good values on this Washington offense between Diami Brown, Terry McLaurin. And I think Antonio Gibson's a little bit of a buy if you want to take a shot on upside. Brian Robinson maybe a, a decent play. Even Sam Howell, who you and I both like as a what-the-heck QB2 option next year. Uh, so go go check in on those commanders in your dynasty leagues. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love, the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Magic. Go check out her work at the Gaming Society. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you right back here tomorrow to talk a little Steelers-Lions on Friday. See you guys then.